0: Welcome to our Monday podcast on the Psalms, some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 129. The background to this psalm is not actually known. The psalm falls into two parts. The first part, verses 1 to 4, speaks of Israel's history of having enemies and knowing much opposition and oppression. Israel speaks in the first person in this psalm using me and my. When you read the Bible, you see that Israel's history of suffering and opposition begins with slavery in Egypt, continues with attacks by many enemies over the generations, includes the exile in Babylon, and the subsequent attacks when the people are back in their homeland and are seeking to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. Whichever period this psalm refers to, it describes things graphically. In verse 1, Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth, let Israel now say. And in verse 3, The plowers ploughed upon my back, they made long their furrows. Verse 3 surely graphically describes the horrors of Israel's suffering. But there is another theme in these four verses, victory and deliverance. In verse 2, they have not prevailed against me. In verse 4, the Lord is righteous. He has cut the cords of the wicked. Notice in verse 4, that the great truth on which Israel's deliverance rests is the righteousness of God. The Lord is righteous. God, righteous and just, having committed himself to the nation of Israel, delivered them again and again. Here was Israel's hope and comfort. As Israel of old was opposed and oppressed, So God's church over the generations has been, whether it be individuals or the corporate body. And where is the church's hope and comfort? In the Lord who is righteous. C.H. Spurgeon commenting says, the Lord your God will preserve you from the fury of all your adversaries and bring good to you out of all the evil they try to do unto you the second part of the psalm verses 5 to 8 is a prayer concerning the wicked who oppress and oppose israel it is important to recognize that those who opposed israel and who oppose the church are in reality opposing god and when they hated israel and when they hate the church they are hating god And so the prayer is that God will, firstly, block their progress. Verse 5. May all who hate Zion be put to shame and turn backwards. Secondly, God will bring them to nothing. Verses 6 to 8. Let them be like the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor the binder of the sheaths his arms. Nor do those who pass by say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. C.H. Spurgeon again. So the adversaries of the church of God may grow as fast as the grass on the roof of a house, but they will perish just as fast, and there will be nothing left of them. They threaten, they bully, they rage, they rave, but it is only for a little while. Are you feeling fragile at the moment? Is there a hard time, a trial, some suffering, some opposition in your life? The solution is not to look inwards, but to look upwards to our God who is righteous and is therefore committed to us who is just and will not walk away from us. In the words of an Isaac Watts hymn, "O oh, why do mournful thoughts arise? And why is courage low? Should earthly joys and Satan's wiles cause all our joy to go? Do we forget the mighty name that formed the earth and sky and can an all-creating arm grow weary or decay? Join me on Wednesday for Psalm 130.